Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here once again, virtually, with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? Well, my spreadsheets were all out of order, but I've just rearranged them, and I think we're ready to go. Fantastic. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, back to avenge her loss from episode one, we have Julia. My name is Julia. In my free time, I like to bake bread and go on walks, and I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And we also have Lucas. How's it going? Happy to be here. My name is Lucas. I work in federal consulting, and I'm drinking some lemon ginger tea today. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Round one is what I like to call our first general knowledge round. I've been saying this a lot lately. There will be five multiple choice questions for each of you, and correct answers here are worth 10 points each. All righty, Julia, you are up first. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All righty, question one. What U.S. president was said to be so large he required a special bathtub? A, William Howard Taft, B, Ulysses S. Grant, or C, Calvin Coolidge? Is it A, Taft? That is correct. He apparently <laughs> weighed over 350 pounds. Question two. Which musical does not contain music written by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Uvayus of ABBA? A, Chess, B, Starlight Express, or C, Mamma Mia? Uh, B, Starlight Express. Correct. That was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Mm-hmm. Question three. Which character in the C programming language is commonly used to retrieve the memory address of a stored va- uh, variable? A, ampersand, B, star, or C, colon? Ampersand. Correct. Did I say those options correct, Carter? That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Carter, Carter wrote that question. Aw, <laughs> I, love, I love the computer questions. Thank you. Question four. The tallest mountain in the U.S. east of the Mississippi River is located in which state? A, New Hampshire, B, Virginia, or C, North Carolina? Oh, Lori. Uh, is, it, is it Virginia? No, it's actually North Carolina. Oh. Um, this is Mount Mitchell with elevation of 6,684 feet. Um, New Hampshire also has a very tall mountain, Mount Washington, uh, which is 6,288 feet. The tallest mm-hmm. point in Virginia is Mount Rogers, which is 5,730 feet. So, not even close. Not even close. Not no. And finally, question five. What is the origin of the donkey as the symbol of the Democratic Party? A, Jimmy Carter brought a donkey from his farm in Georgia to the White House. B, Franklin Roosevelt put forth the famous donkey proposal as a part of the New Deal. Or C, Andrew Jackson's enemies called him Andrew Jackass. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's funny. I wish I knew this already. Uh, oh. Okay, I think I think the Jackass one. That is correct. Yes. And apparently he took it as a badge of honor because um, he saw it as a strong-willed, hard-working animal um, with a commitment to others. And he had formed the Democratic Party in the wake of his defeat in the 1824 presidential election to John Quincy Adams following what has become known as the corrupt bargain. 
Um, and then Jackson went on to defeat Adams in the 1828 presidential election and serve two terms as the first Democratic president. And for the record, I completely made up options A and B. Neither of those are things that actually happened. All righty, Lucas, are you ready for your first round questions? I'm learning a lot already and I'm ready to go. Fantastic. That's, that's our goal for this show. Learn a lot. Question two. One. Question one. Not on question two yet. Question one. In which Texas city will you find the Alamo? A, San Antonio, B, Austin, or C, Houston? I think that's San Antonio. Correct. Question two. Which women's soccer superstar who led the U.S. national team to victory in the 1991 and 1999 World Cups, as well as gold medals in the 96 and 2000 Olympics, attended Lake Braddock High School and UNC? A, Julie Foudy, B, Mia Hamm, or C, Brandy Chastain? That would be Mia Hamm, the hometown Correct. hero. Correct. Question three. Which of the following series has the most books in its main series? A, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, B, Artemis Fowl, or C, Alex Ryder? I'm tempted to go with Diary of a Wimpy Kid just because that's ridiculous. Um, well, as ridiculous as it is, it's correct. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy oh, Kid wow. has 15 books in its main series. Alex Ryder has 13 and Artemis Fowl, 8. Question 4. What country won the first FIFA Men's World Cup in 1930? A, the United States, B, France, or C, Uruguay? I believe that would be Uruguay, C. That is correct. They also won in 1950. Um, France has won it twice in 98, and then most recently, um, just a few years ago in 2018, um, the U.S. finished third in the 1930 World, uh, World Cup, and that's the men's best finish ever. So, winning. Yeah, not, not very surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not very good, our men's team. And question five. Thomas Jefferson's childhood friend, Dabney Carr, challenged him to a horse race. What date did Jefferson propose for the race? A, Christmas Day, B, July 4th, or C, February 30th? Let's go with the 4th of July. No, it was actually February 30th because Jefferson knew he would lose, and so he proposed a made-up date. You got me. I wasn't thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. That's the end of round one, Carter. Can you please give us a score update? Well, both contestants are off to a flying start with a solid 40 points for each of them. Hey. Very evenly matched. Now it is time for our weekly audience question. If you'll remember, our question from March 10th was about Carrie Underwood. Uh, she has won seven Grammy Awards, including five in the categories Best Female Country Vocal Performance and Best Country Solo Performance. In 2007, for what song did she win for the first time in the Best Female Country Vocal Performance category? And the answer was Jesus Take the Wheel. So good job out of you if you got that right. Uh, her other four wins in those two categories were for Before He Cheats in 2008, uh, last name in 2009, uh, and then Blown Away in 2013, and Something in the Water in 2015. And I'll just say parenthetically that Before He Cheats is a really great song. Really like that one. Alrighty. And now for this week's question, of course, it is St. Patrick's Day. And so we're going to ask you a question about the St. Patrick's Day traditions here in the United States. What U.S. city 
home to the centuries-old Charitable Irish Society, claims to have held the first St. Patrick's Day celebrations in the American colonies in 1737. So, put your thinking caps on, and uh, let me know if you know the right answer, and we'll announce it next week. Alrighty, it is round two, so Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, round two is a little different. Uh, Each of you will get five questions on the same topic, and this time they're not multiple choice. They're also worth 20 points, and if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for half that amount, so 10 points. And since this podcast is coming out on March 17th, both of your categories are going to be St. Patrick's Day. So Julia, are you ready for your five questions about St. Patrick's Day? I am terribly ready. Let's go. Fantastic. Question one. St. Patrick is the patron saint of which European country? Oh, I, I, Ireland. Correct. Question two. One notable legend about St. Patrick is that he drove what animals out of Ireland? Ooh. Is, you said a legend? Yeah. He drove this out of... Oh. <sighs> Cows? I don't know why I think no. cows. No, no, it's not cows. Um, Lucas, do you know? Donkeys. No, he allegedly <laughs> drove out snakes. Wow. Um, though this, is, this is not true because um, there were never snakes in Ireland. But it's a legend. Question three. Another legend is that St. Patrick used what three-leafed clover to explain the Holy Trinity to the Irish? What three-leaf clover? Like yeah. There's a special name for this three-leafed clover. There is. <laughs> I guarantee you've heard this name. Oh, no. Oh, I can't think of anything. Green, green, green giant. No, Lucas. Yeah. Is it a shamrock? Oh, it is really? a shamrock. That's. Yes. Okay. Good job, well, Lucas. Question four. The best-selling alcoholic beverage in Ireland is Guinness, which was founded by Arthur Guinness in 1759 in which Irish city? Dublin. Correct. Um, he rented out St. James's Gate Brewery. He leased it for 9,000 years at 45 pounds per year. And question five. Ironically, until 1961, what establishments were not allowed to be open on St. Patrick's Day in Ireland? <laughs> Bars. Correct. Pubs. Yeah. Irish laws prohibited pubs from opening on holy days, such as March 17th. According to the History Channel, the only place where one could legally drink on March 17th before 1961 was the Royal Dublin Dog Show. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of of drunk pooches apparently on on, uh, March 17th. Alrighty, Lucas, are you ready for your five questions? I'm ready. Let's go. Alrighty. Question one. The color green has become synonymous with St. Patrick's Day. What do people sometimes do to others who do not wear green on March 17th? They pinch them. Correct. Question two. Which U.S. city has colored its river green to mark the holiday each year since 1962? New York City. No, Julia. Chicago. It's Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Question three. What fast food chain sells the shamrock shake each March? That would be McDonald's. And I love the shamrock shakes. (laughs) Question four. The tradition of eating what meat with cabbage on St. Patrick's Day originated with Irish immigrants in the United States? Beef. More specific. 
I don't know, burgers. <laughs> no, I don't think I can accept that, Julia. Steak? No, this is corned beef, specifically oh, corned beef okay. um, with cabbage. Um, and it, apparently, even though this is associated now with St. Patrick's Day, it did originate in the United States. Um, and uh, it was more common to eat ham in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day. Um, but immigrants in Manhattan in the 19th and 20th centuries could afford the cheaper corned beef, um, which they bought off ships in the harbor. And they would boil the meat three times to get rid of the grime. And the third time they boil it would be with cabbage. So there you go. And question five, even though the color green is now associated with the holiday, originally what color was associated with it, which was featured in the royal court as well as on a medieval Irish flag? Would it be orange? No. Julia? Purple? No, this is blue. Okay. Um, green became a symbol of Irish nationalism starting in 1789 uh, with a series of rebellions against the UK. Um, it was also used to, to distinguish them from the Scottish. Um, but um, despite not appearing on the modern flag, uh, blue is still a national color of Ireland, and uh, many uniforms and official dress contain hints of blue scattered about. Anyway, that's the end of round two. Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Julia just pulling barely ahead with 110 points and Lucas with 90. All righty. Well, now it's time for round three. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Absolutely. Round three is like round two, but this time the stakes are a little bit higher in that each question is worth 30 points Ooh. and your opponent can answer for half that amount, which is 15, if my calculations are correct. I believe they are. So a lot at stake here. Julia, are you ready for your five questions? I'm so ready, Matthew. Question one, what is the number for the interstate highway that is also called the Long Island Expressway? This same number also appears as different interstate highways in Massachusetts, Delaware, and Maryland and Virginia. Oh no. My parents are going to be so mad at me because they'll, oh no. I mean, I, I, I'm already disappointed in myself, but I'll just say 81. No. Yeah. Lucas? 70. No, no. The Maryland and Virginia, I hoped would be a big hint. This is 495. Oh, it should have been. It should have been. Yeah. Question two. Who wrote the lyrics for Leonard Bernstein's music in West Side Story? then went on to win eight Tony Awards and eight Grammy Awards for composing and writing lyrics for his own musicals. Sondheim? Correct. <sighs> Question three. What is the name of the smallest Turing complete programming language consisting of only two symbols and two operations? Oh, should know this, but I, this will be a good learning experience. I, I say binary. It's not that. No. Lucas, do you know? I do not. Um, Carter, do you want to explain this one? Apparently the answer is either iota or jot. Yeah, iota or jot. They're, you don't actually program with them, but a linguist professor who was also in computer science developed them as a way to do computing with only two operations and two symbols. What are the two operations? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iota or jot, J-O-T? Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to look it up. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Carter, for writing the two uh, computer science questions today. Absolutely. This episode. I wish I knew more about them. <laughs> they seemed interesting. <laughs> Question four. 
The 2021-22 season will be the inaugural season for what NHL franchise based in the Pacific Northwest? Ooh, I don't know. Inaugural in the Pacific Northwest is Washington. I, I don't know, but I, I know. the Golden Knights is incorrect. Well, they're not located in the Pacific Northwest. They're not. They, they're, that's distinctly the desert of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Lucas, do you know? Yes, I believe it's the Seattle Kraken. It is the Seattle Kraken. Yes. Great name. Well, I have opinions about the name, but we don't need to air <laughs> that dirty laundry during this episode. Question five. During the American Revolution, drinking tea was considered unpatriotic as a result of what event? Boston Tea Party. Correct. Yes. All righty, Lucas, are you ready for your five questions? Yes, sir. Question one. Who holds the record for most goals by a single player in the English Premier League? That's Alan Shearer with 260. Correct. What? You, you took my fun fact away. <laughs> um, yeah, 260 goals in 441 matches. Um, the next closest player is, do you know? Les Ferdinand? No, it's Wayne Rooney with uh, 208. So oh, Did not know that. Yeah. Question two. What interstate highway is the longest east-west interstate in Virginia that, in part, connects Richmond and the Hampton Roads area? That's 64. Correct. It also runs through Charlottesville. It does. Question three. Who is the current king of the Netherlands? You got me. I do not know. <laughs> Sorry, <Julia>. Mom. <laughs> I passed your mom walking today. Oh, nice. I waved Are to her from across Sideburn. Are you from the Netherlands? My mom is. Your mom is from the Netherlands. And she'll be very disappointed. <laughs> Julia, do you know who the current king of the Netherlands is? Uh, Alexander. Um, king Alexander. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think I can accept that. Um, it's Willem Alexander. Oh, come on. I don't think I can accept that. Because I think <gasps> Willem is the, that's like, okay. the, that's like the important part. I feel That's like. okay. I completely guessed. That is I the think. I mean, I'm not Dutch, and I'm, I was not familiar with Willem Alexander before I looked him up this week. Um, so I apologize to all of uh, the Dutch out there if I'm making assumptions about the name of your king. Um, but anyway, um, he, he has reigned since 2013 when his mother Beatrix abdicated in his favor. Question four. Last month, the New River Gorge National Park and Preserve became the nation's newest national park. In what state is it located? New Mexico. No, Julia. New River Gorge. Uh, Nevada? No, you guys are in the wrong area of the country. It's in West Virginia. Okay. And it is the only national park in West Virginia. It was tucked mm -hmm. in with the first COVID relief package. Oh, isn't New River also, does New River also go through Virginia? Because um, I've I heard of it before. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty close to the Virginia border. I'm not sure that the New River, at least not that New River. There are many New Rivers, um, but that particular yeah. one, I believe, is entirely in West Virginia. But it's right next to the Virginia border. So, yeah. and finally, question five: According to the Tea Association of the United States of America, four out of five Americans and eighty-seven percent of what generation of people consume tea regularly? Baby boomers. No. Julia? Millennials? Millennials. Ah! Yeah. That's us. 
That's us. Yes. I think. Not sure, actually. I mean, it's we're I think on the border. Border on the border. Yeah, we can be whatever we want to be. Labels don't define us. Carter, I think that's the end of round three. So can you please give us a score update? Well, both of our contestants scored the same number of points this round. So we're sort of at a stalemate. Julia has 185 and Lucas has 165. Well, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Well, round four is what we call our showdown, where the stakes are the highest they will ever be. And each question is worth 40 points. Uh, we're going to ask you to write down your answer to these questions and reveal them at the same time. And we're going to do three of these. All righty. Are you guys ready for question one? Yes. Question one. First broadcast on January 14th, 1952. What is the longest running morning show in the United States? 1942. 52. 52. January 14th, 1952. Do we have answers? Yeah. Julia, yeah. Julia, what is your answer? I wrote down Good Morning America. Lucas? I wrote the same. It's the Today Show. No! Yeah. I guess there's like three to choose from, so you pick <laughs> one. But yeah, it is the Today Show. The Today Show. Um, and all of the others are basically based on that one. Mm. And NBC's success with that. Question two. In the continental United States, what state has the least amount of interstate highways in terms of total miles of highway? Uh, okay, I have a guess. Okay, Julia, what is your answer? Oklahoma. Lucas? Rhode Island? Lucas was closer. Um, it's Delaware. Oh, Actually, that makes, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. You have to think that any big state is going to have several hundred miles of um of highway and in fact oklahoma has i-40 which goes like 300 miles that way and then there's i-35 which goes like you know 250 300 miles that way and then there's 44 so oklahoma which... was very wrong okay. oklahoma was yeah, not okay. the correct answer oklahoma was wrong yes okay. um but uh, delaware only has 40.61 total miles um of interstate highways between i-95 i-295 and the aforementioned i-495 Rhode Island, for the record, has 68.53 miles. Does that um, make them number two? Uh, yes. Oh, oh that's sad. Um, Do you just outside... know, did you just know that Rhode Island had 68.2? Or did you no. have it written down? No, there, uh, there was a, a website that I referenced, uh. which is called interstateguide.com. Mm. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, they have published statistics for each state. And, uh, and actually, for the record, Hawaii... Um, which has their own interstate highways. Um, they have 54.91 miles of highways, so even more, even more than Delaware. All righty. And finally, question three. After his defeat at the Battle of Waterloo in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte was exiled a second time, this time for good, to what remote Atlantic Ocean island? I put, should I say my... Are, are, you, are you ready, Lucas? I, I, I mean, I'm wrong. Because my island is not remote. Yeah, I, just... I have some, but it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Julia? A very remote island of England was my, was my guess. Uh, I don't know why the English would accept a um, disgraced French leader. You but, know, me so, neither, Matthew. In interesting guess. Um, England also technically not the name of the island. Um, the island is Great Britain. Okay. So, 
Lucas? I had Guernsey, although I know that's not right. Uh, that's also not correct. Yeah. Um, the answer is St. Helena. Mm. Yeah, out, out in the middle of the South Atlantic Ocean, thousands of miles from anything. Well, I suppose that's the end of the game. So, Carter, what's the final score? Well, our score remains unchanged. So. <laughs> <laughs> Julia with 185 and Lucas trailing by just 20 points, 165. Avengers! Julia, Julia, congratulations. You have avenged your loss from episode one. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Uh, That I'm just so, I've just learned so much over the past couple weeks and grown so much. And just thank you for the chance to come back here and prove myself. Of course. Well, thank you for being on the show. Um, And thank you, Lucas, also for being on the show. Um, and Carter for being our scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing the music and also contributing some questions today. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review, but like, actually leave us a review uh, if you enjoyed it. Check out our website, triviaovertea.podbean.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.